0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. It's always really felt that the more money you have, the more power you have. It's very mm-hmm. much is that the richer you are, the more powerful you are. Therefore, you're the mm-hmm. one who are able to make the rules. And it feels Completely. like we've had this kind of top-down approach to governing, like the 1% educating the 99, the 1% mm-hmm. governing the 99.
0: Although I would definitely caution around the use of 1% because I think people have different interpretations and yeah. definitions of the quote-unquote 1%. Yeah. And I know like when people started using that, there were like a lot of different associations made with who the 1% were. Because it's not a lifestyle thing necessarily. Mm. It is certainly dictated by your finances a bit like in terms of your comfort level yeah. and your sense of security because that's what we always said in 3D mm. the more money you had the more security you could afford yourself right yes and really those who were in positions truly to have that level of comfort and security weren't even one percent it was like even smaller
1: yeah well I think that's exactly it it's just yeah the more it's just
0: that yeah it's the extremely small minority of people and also in how influential they are, right? Yeah. So even if they're not governing, they're certainly influencing thought, aren't they?
1: Totally, totally.
0: It's often that view that people have less than mm. in any regard, whether it's money or opportunity,
1: yeah.
0: right? I mean, it could just be, oh, this person's so much smarter than I am. Therefore, they must know better. Exactly. Yeah. And so whatever it is where we're feeling less than... You assume somebody has more of that, and then therefore we should listen or have respect for what they have to say. And then we tend to forget that we are just as capable, perhaps not in the same arena. It could very well be another arena.
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? This episode really reminds me of season two in many ways, because as Mm -hmm. we've been talking a lot about those power dynamics and how they're shifting um, Mm -hmm. and how actually we're starting to see that the power comes from the inside and it's a different type of power. It's a power that is much more about, I know who I am. I know Mm -hmm. what's good for me and I'm going to follow my heart. That's a very different type of power because it's an empowerment Um, rather than I do not trust myself. I do not think I'm good enough to make decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I refer to someone else who is either richer, smarter, or more influential than I am to dictate how I operate.
0: Or just braver, yeah. right? Just just fearless enough to say whatever the fuck is on their mind,
1: mm. right? And that makes them cooler. Old dynamics are definitely about the sheep and the shepherd. As these power dynamics are going to start to shift more and more, Yes. the easiest way to remain grounded and centered, and again, as we discussed in season two a lot, is to remember where your power lies. Yes, entirely. And really that yeah. power is on the inside, right? Completely. That's where it
0: always was. But we were taught that it wasn't. Mm. We were taught that we were born imperfect.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Right. We were taught that we, were to, we had to conform. Completely.
1: Someone else telling us how we are to conform. In which oh. manner we need to look like, think like, be like, act like in order to conform. In order to, which is their message, which is now not true, to survive. Mm-hmm.
0: Completely. And we got a huge, huge taste of that earlier this year, right? Yeah,
1: totally, totally.
0: Completely. And that I was going to
1: breed a level of mistrust. But mm-hmm. how does one, when the world feels like it's crumbling around us in some way, and mm-hmm. or we feel like there's a power vacuum in some way, or there will be a power vacuum, how yes. do we remember mm-hmm. if we can't? How do we find that inner power? How do we, how do we connect to our own empowerment
0: Um, we have to know ourselves okay from the inside out we Mm. have to know ourselves completely and utterly Mm. and in order to really know ourselves very Mm. well I mean uh, that comes with or what allows that or what enables that knowing Mm. is having divested ourselves of our fears
1: Okay, so you said it differently than what it's written down, because I read it as, because it begins first with knowing ourselves, then divesting ourselves of our fears, because I didn't think you could know yourself without divesting yourself from your fears.
0: Well, actually, (laughs) you can. This entire theme of the season is really peace, right? And we discussed what peace is in the first episode. And knowing ourselves and understanding our journeys, if you will, may not make a lot of sense. But somehow we know that that's what we've got to do to get to where we're going. Yeah. There's a knowing to that. I know. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, will we have divested ourselves entirely before we know ourselves? Not necessarily. We might be using those fears to play out our story.
1: Yeah, because I believe that you can't fully know yourself until you've burnt out a portion of your fears or most of your fears. Because otherwise, until you've burnt it out, you believe your fears are who you are. Mm -hmm. you don't like it's very difficult and I think about this quite a lot actually you know that question Mm -hmm. is this my fear or is this who I am you know Mm -hmm. it's something that we've discussed a lot and actually we advocate doesn't matter run into it you'll find out and Mm -hmm. either way you're either burning out of fear or learning something new so we advocate that right but Mm -hmm. saying that I don't believe you can really know yourself truly know yourself until you started doing that process because then every fear that you divest gets you closer to who you are. Yeah. I mean, sure, you
0: could have divested yourself of a certain amount to, to start to know. Yeah. But their point here, and I hope I can explain this well... Our fears play out in our personal stories, right? Our karmic themes and stuff like that. Our karmic themes are really showing us this is where your fear lies. I am not good enough.
1: question. What's the difference between a karmic theme and a karmic story? So the theme is I am
0: whatever, right? Yeah. The story is how we've experienced that theme, how it's played out. So
1: for example, I am unlovable. You could experience it through the story of failed relationships, but you could also experience it through the story of a shitty family dynamic. They're two different stories from the same theme. So it could be that
0: you have, in understanding your karmic theme, played Mm -hmm. out a story on a personal level, just like you described, shitty family dynamics, shitty relationships, toxic relationships, and have looped through that. And in order to come into your power and to know yourself, right, which is effectively also just remembering your divinity, you'll have burned out some of your fear. But it could be that your story plays into a larger story. That your disempowerment plays into the disempowerment of a collective, yeah.
1: So you can know yourself but feel trapped in a larger karmic story. So it doesn't have to be a personal karmic story.
0: Nope, not at all. And that's what we're going to be really confronting next year.
1: So do we all have a collective comic story and a personal one?
0: No, not everyone. There are those whose growth, trajectory, and karmic evolution is just a very simple one. So it doesn't involve a collective. I was here to experience this, and I'm living in this small town, and I live this very simple life, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. The bigger the soul, the bigger the purpose, the more likely that one has that collective karmic story. Yeah, And it could be myriad things, from race to gender, sexuality. I mean, it could be everything, religion.
1: When I hear knowing <laughs> ourselves, I hear just being so centered in that knowing. And I, when I think about my journey... I don't know if I'm still there yet in some ways. Right. But you know your truth. I know how to, I know how to recognize my truth. I don't consistently mm-hmm. know my truth. I know what to do in order to find my truth. You're
0: being very lawyerly by parsing this out a lot more than you really need to, though.
1: <laughs> I know, but I just feel like, you know... And a bit of
0: that, I think, and this isn't just you, but sometimes people do that because they don't want to take full responsibility. Like the responsibility of knowing myself. You know, if I've got to say I know I'm myself... I need to be able to say that 100%.
1: Part of it is responsibility. I can see that. But I think part of it is, you know, that I don't want to make a mistake. But part of it also I would argue is that as we grow and evolve, we do evolve ourselves. So I don't think knowing ourselves is a necessarily a static quality. Not at all.
0: No, part of knowing ourselves is really just also getting that... There's more to understand. Yeah.
1: So I would argue that there's more there. Yeah. Right now, with my knowledge, like with who I am and where I am, I know myself as much as I can. But I can Mm -hmm. also know, like and as I said, I can find my truth sometimes. I don't necessarily know it straight away. But I can see (laughs) that as I (laughs) maybe I know myself enough to know whatever happens, I can figure out Mm -hmm. where I stand in it. But that's because I'm only now Starting to finally approach accepting that I'm not the person my stories told me I was. Like, I'm only now true. starting to believe that mm-hmm. it's possible for me to not have been the person I was. It
0: takes a lot and that to get to that point. Is That's
1: huge. The hugest. And it's so big. It's, it's, and I'm like, if we were to do percentages, I'm making this up. I feel like I'm at like 1%, 2% max. I'm like, in it, really accepting that Aww. I'm not, not that person. Because I think as we've been talking about, you know, a lot at the end of season three, Mm
0: -hmm. about
1: the scars that are left sometimes from the learning. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. That I do think that... It is hard to trust. It's hard to trust that it will stay like that. Yes. Because, you know, often we get taught by a huge fall, a huge jump, a huge break. So it's that... The fall from grace. Exactly. So I think that really accepting that we are not the person we thought we were that our stories told us that we were, that we no longer read between the lines and fill it with our karmic stories. Yes. You know, those things take time.
0: They really do. And, uh, you know, I know that there are some people out there, some very influential spiritual people out there who just say, it's it's easy, just let go. Let go of your story. Yeah. But they creep let back in. They, the, creep they creep back, back in. in. If that level of acceptance has not been reached because – you don't know yourself well enough because you're just going with what other people are, you know, telling you. But not even that. You. Not even that. And if it's... you're not, and, and if your fears are still present, yeah. even just that little bit of insecurity, it is really difficult to get to that level of
1: acceptance. For me, it really is a time thing. It really mm. does. Like, yes, I noticed that I say things differently and I do things differently, finally. And even now when I look around my actual life and it mm. is starting to appear in my physical world. Like once I changed the internal perceptions of who I was and it's appearing in my physical world differently now, right? I still, I'm only just mini allowing myself to consider accepting (laughs) that I am not the person my stories told me I was. (laughs) Accepting that the other shoe won't fall still takes time. And honestly, the one thing that has freed me from spiraling about this is kind of just not allowing myself to judge that I still don't believe that because I can imagine like old me would be like what the fuck's wrong with you look at what's going on around you like can't you see like how everything's so different why aren't you just enjoying it but I can't <laughs> judge myself for that I
0: can't yeah. and I can't and by the and by the way often those types of messages like isn't it all great I mean sometimes that's also ego yeah
1: yeah True. Sometimes I'd look back on a story and I'd be like, oh, I w- if I wasn't so focused on the ending, I could have really enjoyed those moments. Whereas now it's definitely like, oh, I don't really know what will happen next, but I'm going to enjoy this as much as I can. Right. So I'm, tr- I'm, I can see things shifting towards accepting that something has changed. Right. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But I just think that I find even like we expect on this healing business, you know, like this journey that we're all on, that like once we heal something and we let something be and it becomes part of us and it's no longer like a trauma or a hurt or a pain. Yeah. that like and it's through. not
0: dictating our lives. Yeah. But...
1: That we just think, oh, everything's great now. And why aren't we happy now? And actually really like don't judge it like you lived under that story for a while it's gonna take a while to fully like just not even allow the echoes or remnants but just to to really it be so far away that it's in your past like you know when we were talking about moving from 3d to 5d yeah, um, in episode uh, 17 okay of season and- three of season three We're talking about indigo children and the new children and how really in order to get to the next, the next full stage to be fully entrenched in 5D, really no one can exist on our earth plane that lived in 3D. Yeah,
0: completely. Because they Mm -hmm.
1: would somehow hold parts of 3D in them. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I see it a bit like that in that there are still parts of my behaviors, my mannerisms, my reactions that even though I don't necessarily believe it are still holding old me. Mm-hmm. And only over time, once my cells have shed, I've peed enough, you know, <laughs> I've cut my hair enough, you know, I've lost my physical memory of that. Will I yeah. truly be free of it in oh, some way? that's
0: beautifully said. Yeah. I mean, I exactly. it pee,
1: it's beautifully said that you said when you have peed out 3D, but yeah. But it's kind of true. But it you really know what I is. Mean? I, think that's I mean, we need sometimes. a massive detox of 3D. Whether it comes first, knowing ourselves, investing our fears, how far, like those two, I feel are very interlinked with each other. But I think mm-hmm. really accepting that, fully accepting that we are not the person our stories told us we were, that we are mm-hmm. utterly capable of creating every dream that we want that is aligned with our purpose, yeah. will take time regardless of how much of your karma, of the shit that happened to you, you have managed to walk through. And what gets us there is respect. Okay. Yeah. Explain. Explain.
0: So we've talked a lot about compassion, right? Mm. Being in step with others. And we, we might find with a lot of the inequalities and inequities that were being thrown in our faces um, earlier this year, that compassion could be a reach. Yeah. We might still just be a little bit too wired for 3D, maybe a little bit in our pain, you know, still kind of working through the knowing and the fears and the self-acceptance, right? And, re- and respect is critical to compassion. And so it might just be enough just to be like, can we just get to a level of respect? Because mm. that has been really difficult, especially this year. I respect your feelings
1: yes. enough that I'm going to try and understand why. Yes. And I don't need to talk it through with you. I don't need no. to do anything for you, but I'm going to respect you enough that say they're valid whether or not I understand them. And if I'm able to have the compassion for them, even better. Yeah. But either way, we need to end. And this is the only need and end I will put in here. Judgment <laughs> really? and shaming of other people. Yes. And if you carry that. It just keeps that, us locked in it. It just keeps us it locked does. in in all the crap. It Enough. does. Because
0: if you, if you do, then you do not hold respect. And, it does, and we are going to say this because we need to have it in this. Is respect is only possible when we can fully accept ourselves for who we are. Because only then can we allow others to be themselves
1: fully. It doesn't mean you can't disagree with them, but you can respectfully disagree with them, right? Completely. And that's the difference. Yeah, because we've needed that. We've needed
0: disagreement. We've needed discourse. We've needed... The, sort of, the Socratic method, if you will, because there was no way we were going to come out of 3D without it. And look at the
1: conversation we just had about knowing and ideas. Yes. That was that was us doing it live on here. <laughs> yeah. It's possible to really – you cannot know someone else's needs or views or wants without communication. And often that communication might end up being something that you guys don't agree with, right? You might not – no one ever yes. – it's like, oh, 100% everything you say is perfect. No. But no. at the end of the day, if you truly respect the other person – then you just allow them to be themselves whether or not and it shouldn't impede you being yourself either it's when we start throwing judgment and shame about and it's like I'm judging you for being like that therefore I must be something else therefore I must act this way and I must act Mm -hmm. that way all judgment and shame do is putting more rules on and removing that respect because wherever
0: and removing the humanity from the experience of this human experience if you will and you know, the one mistake that we cannot make in understanding what oneness consciousness is, is the belief that we should all think the same. Yes. We should all believe the same.
1: No. We shouldn't no, all believe the same. Because
0: what we've done is we've kind of swung the other way.
1: We are all individuals who mm-hmm. respect each other and allow yes. everyone to live their lives the way in which works best for them.
0: And that is the I thou that we spoke about in previous seasons, right? Yes. You do you. I will do me, you doing you cannot impede me being me. No. And if it does, then there's an issue that we need to work out. And my doing me does not impact or impede you doing you.
1: And at the end of the day, I respect myself enough to listen to me. I respect you enough so I do not put rules and shoulds and words on you, whether it is a personal relationship or a collective one. Mm -hmm. Because... Actually, what's interesting is the more we can be in that space of respect, the less personal it becomes anyway. But the assumption
0: that our point of view is somehow the correct one is that's our ego talking, isn't it?
1: Exactly. So really, it's just like, you know, and it makes sense to me because the more we can be in a place of respect, just going, look, you feel this way for whatever reason. And I might not agree with it, but fair enough for you. It makes it a lot less personal. But then the the less personal that it is, it's also the less judgment there is. I don't exercise as much towards myself. I don't feel Mm -hmm. as judged by others. And also I'm not judging other people too, right? There's just a lot less judgment out there Mm -hmm. because it's just like it kind of removes it as well. And then the less from your ego that you operate.
0: And let me tell you, when sort of inflammatory statements, when they don't have anywhere to land because we don't respond they go away faster. The more insulting or the more negative the message it is from a place of pain. And we only will engage with it because of our own pain. Exactly. And so the more we've addressed our own pain, the less of that story we need to connect to.
1: And then the more we allow everyone to have their space in the world, the less Mm -hmm. power is concentrated in one person and the more everyone can become empowered. Yeah. So we can flip that initial power structure differently.
0: Exactly.